0: a couple with children. A couple with differing opinions and perspectives. A couple that survived. He's
2: kind of like an imp- impetuous guy. In, in many ways, that's great. In some ways, it's tough when you're married.
0: What leads them back to each other? Communication. Conversation. And a realistic outlook on the world we live in. Your hosts, Anthony and Deirdre Scaramucci. This is Mooch and the Missus.
2: Live from sunny LA, we just... Uh, hung out on our balcony and got some vitamin D before we came over here. Right? Fanta-
1: fantastic weather in L.A. California is addictive.
2: Anthony's super tanny. Looks like um, what's the guy?
1: Uh oh, it's gonna be bad.
2: You don't remember? You don't know him? George talking Hamilton. To? George. She's <laughs> trying to say I'm the George Hamilton of <laughs> podcasts. Look at her. If She's only you could on see him. If only there was a live feed. Just glow.
1: This is glow. I put a little bit of olive oil on. I got out on the balcony, and then anything could happen. But right? you know what? Jet it Black. just goes to
2: show you, he is a little bit older than me. I'm wearing a tank top in the AC, and he's got on a, a thermal.
1: Oh, my God. They're cutting <laughs> But
2: it's all good, <laughs> peeps.
1: one minute into the podcast, the chainsaw comes out, okay? <laughs> all right. Well, we have a
2: lot to, to talk about today. It's been kind of a sad week, a little bit... Um, Tumultuous and a little bit melancholy, so we have a lot to talk about with that. And um, here we go. So, what do you want well, to talk well, about well, first? Let's well, let's address the, the Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh shooting. That was a big deal. This world has turned upside down. You go to your place of worship, and you are um, you're at stake, and you're you're worshiping your God, and you're shot. Listen,
1: it's it's, a, it's an unspeakable tragedy. And obviously, I'll say this on behalf of Deirdre and myself. Our hearts go out to the people who unfortunately lost their lives. Right, and but now you have their to families think about this. To- like,
2: this is not somebody else. You know what I mean? Growing up, you hear stuff on the news. I remember I used to watch Peter Jennings, 6 p.m., World News Tonight. And to me, it was like, okay, I'm eating my Elio's pizza, and I don't know where that is, but I'm nine. And it doesn't affect me. But that's not how it is anymore. This is our country. This is our uh, community. These are our people. This is our family. This could happen to anybody, anywhere. And unfortunately, every time I go to the mall, anytime I go to the movies, I think about this stuff, especially if I have our kids with us, because nobody is safe anymore, which is a sad way to live. But it's the God's honest truth. Well, it's I, God's again, truth. I,
1: I I agree with all that, and I want to focus more on the tragedy and less on the politicization of oh, the I'm tragedy. Oh, I'm not politicizing not you, this. Not you. I'm saying that what what I'm watching on television is the he said, she said, or the he said, he said, or she said, she said about... What happened and finger pointing at different politicians? It's yeah, not politicians. This out. is a this is a systemic problem in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a level of hatred that is boiled over. Some of it is social media re- related. Uh, you and I were at the Bill Maher show on Friday here in L.A. Mm-hmm. and Jonathan Hayde, the professor from NYU, was talking Amazing about how guy. how social media so how social media has proliferated this level of inimical hatred. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, you know, I'm, I'm very close to uh, Israel. Um, I am very uh, pro-Jewish rights and the protection of the Semitic people. Uh, there's a number of different reasons why, but primarily, you know, I grew up in a Jewish area and uh, I cite on my new book, The Blue Collar President, that Cynthia Magazine, uh, my, my friend's mother, who was very, very big on studying, very big on Making sure that we did our homework before we did anything else. I think she basically turned me into the academic that I am. I would have never gotten into Harvard Law School if I had not been part of that Judeo-Christian, somewhat Talmudic experience where she was forcing us to study. Of course, she had a big Entman's pound cake. <laughs> you know, we probably ate like bribed food. Right, exactly. Probably ate four Entman's pound cakes while we were studying at her kitchen table. But the truth of the matter is, is that you know, I've been to Israel many times. Um, and I recognize that if you really believe in Western culture and you, you believe in the liberties of the West, uh, we have to protect uh, the biggest minority in Western culture. And that is the individual. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, the individual is the one whose rights need to be protected. If you think about autocracies, it's the individual that loses their ability to express themselves, whether it's in China, Russia, other places. And, uh, and well, the Jewish people I, are representative I, of that. So we have, total... we have to really be out there protecting them
2: just a worry about life in general with this stuff. You know, we're not going to go into gun reform and all that because we all know how everyone feels about that and differs on that. But I just worry that we're being desensitized by all of this because every week, like, that's the point I was trying to make about it's not somebody else, it's not somewhere else. Um, it's us and it's here and it's happening and we're totally desensitized by it because it happens on a weekly basis. I read that there was like a shooting in North Carolina at a high school. There were, you know, there was a case of bullying and somebody lost their 15 year old son. And I think we're just so used to it. We just read it and we keep on moving. And I just am so saddened by it. And I just think it's very sad. So I don't think it should be a political thing. I think it's a human thing. And I, I think people need to come together.
1: Couldn't agree more. Very, so. very very tragic. And um, at the end of the day, um, when we see things like this, we have to step back and think of our, our, families, and our families, our children. Yeah. We've got to figure out a way to dial back this rhetoric and dial back this hatred. It's totally and completely unnecessary. And P.S.
2: Um, it's not political. There's... There's stuff that's totally political. This is not political. You know what I mean? This is not. It's and mental. so this everyone men- needs to This stop is mental and- illness. Right. And this
1: is rage and hatred for no reason. Correct. So, but, I mean, we're, we're, you know, top story. Obviously, the uh, synagogue shooting, but also this pipe bomb situation mm-hmm. is another disaster. I mean, the... Uh, you know, again, uh, let me ask you this question. Do you think the political rhetoric of the pre- president and others is to blame for this total nut job?
2: Well, I don't think it's to blame for this specific incident. However, it is obviously heat that the mentally ill person tied it into politics. So that's why it's getting a little more of a play and run on that. But I I don't think it's tied to politi- policy or politics. But I do think that we're at a fever pitch, an all-time high, with this kind of... Um, rhetoric, and he said, and she said, and this side, and that side, and blue and red. And I think we have to really call upon the leaders of the world, especially our country, to calm down so that people aren't as... Um, they don't feel as uh, fortified to do something like this. When you see that guy's van, you're like, okay, this, this he's hearing all of this stuff, and... He's feeling like he has the right and the entitlement some, to go out and do this, well, and he does not.
1: Some have accused the president's rhetoric. Some have basically said the president's rough rhetoric, uh, a lot of the tone that he's taken in certain situations. I think uh, sometimes
2: it does impact people. The president's
1: blaming fake news media, and other people are blaming the president's rhetoric, and where do you sit on that?
2: Okay, well, just explain to me how the, how the media—I I understand the media has a job to do, so they— they boost things up and they make it a little more dramatic than it probably is. And they spin words. And I mean, I saw it with you last week. You said something and they completely blew it out of proportion. And I was like, this is ridiculous. No, they said that, they said that but, I said
1: that the president was a liar. Right. And if you, you watch did the not tape, say that. Not and that's I was not what you to said. Say. And
2: it's so that's what they kind of do. And I understand their whole angle on, on that. But I do believe that if he was a little more kind and gentle. In his speech and his rhetoric, it wouldn't feel it wouldn't make people feel as legitimized and as fortified to do things. OK,
1: so, you know, I, I talked to him on Sunday after my Bill Moore and Jake Tapper appearance and the president was basically like, listen, you don't understand the hatred that they have for me. And without fighting back and just citing people back to 2006... After the midterm elections, President Bush said no Moss, not fighting back, and they've rolled him so hard that they rolled him out of office. And many people think that that was the main reason why John McCain, Senator McCain, had such a hard time in the 2008 election, that there wasn't a fight back from the Republican Party related to what the media was doing to George W. Bush. And so the president's take is, I've got to fight back. I have no choice but to fight back. Your take is what? Okay, but there's
2: a way to fight back. There's a way to fight back with with poise and with purpose, not with just slander and nonsense. And I think it's, both sides have to cool it, cool it. You know, like when our kids get crazy and they're both like pushing each other and I know like obviously they're both to blame. It's not one side, it's not the other side. Everybody needs to cool it down. And we need to do so for the sake of the country. We are literally at an all-time high of hate of slander of just craziness and we what about need on to your Twitter feed
1: Mrs. Mooch you get a mm-hmm. lot of hate on your Twitter I feed I do.
2: and that's why I was thinking about it the other day somebody said something nice and I was saying thank you to them for saying something nice and that's outrageous that I have to think that that's a one-off thing that somebody says and I don't need anyone to say anything nice to me 24 7. I'm just saying it's a little bit it's a little bit um Im- imbalance with the not nice stuff versus the nice stuff. So when the nice stuff comes in, you say, oh, thanks.
1: Jonathan Haig, the professor on Bill Maher, Mm -hmm. said that one of the issues with social media is that there's so many anonymous haters and trollers that it's lowered the self-esteem of a lot of teenagers and a lot of young people. It's probably impacting adults as well. Do you agree with that?
2: I do, and I I think that the more time we spend on these things, it dulls you out. It makes your brain, like, numb, like you had sort of, like, Novocaine into your, you know, neuroscience in your head. And I know I feel it, and I actually see it in our kids. Like, when our 4-year-old Nicholas spends too much time on the phone, he's, like, moody and kind of, like, Uh, irritable and he's not getting incoming hatred from anybody on a Twitter feed but if he's playing something like Tetris too long he's like a different kid and I think it affects everybody and I think we all need to scale back on that kind of get more involved with the humans in our lives and I feel like people will be happier and I know it sounds like sound bites, but I really do believe that that's why half my friends get mad at me because I don't respond to them right away but I hate my phone you know, I don't pay attention to it. At,
1: at what point, though, would you take a social media threat seriously? Because I'll tell a quick story.
2: Um, I don't know. We've had some serious ones, like they want to set our kids on fire and stuff well, like that. Well,
1: yeah, somebody said that they, you know, they wanted to set one of our kids on fire. I was working in the White House, again, for a short period of time, but I turned it over to the FBI, and they were like, okay, we have to take this seriously. And then they obviously got the point of origination of the tweet, and they descended on this person's house, and they knocked on the door, pulled the person out of the house, and started questioning. him. turned out it was a 70-year-old person. I'm not going to say male or woman, but they basically were upset with the president's policies. They decided that they were going to Invict that on me by saying that they were going to boil one of my children Right well half the time
2: you hope it's like that kind of thing Like when our kids say oh I hate you Because they're mad at us that we didn't buy the toy But uh, sometimes you never you know you don't know
0: We get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix But what do people do with their ears? Well for one they're listening to audio Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day Oh and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: Not to make such a hard transition, but I'm just curious to know what you think, because you've done a lot of reading, and I was saying to you this morning on the plane that I'm not a constitutional scholar by any means, so a lot of this is a learning process for me, but... The whole thing about the birthright citizenship, um, there are many things that I totally get what Trump is saying. And then there are some things that I, you know, my heart goes out to people that are looking for a safe place or uh, for asylum. So, what do you think about this? And do you think this is actually something that could actually go down in the Trump? administration. Well,
1: well I mean I think the the great news about the constitution and the way the things set up is that it would take a monumental number of people to allow something like that to go down. It's not something that the president can actually direct himself.
2: But you know what's I so think- crazy about this is, is like the Bible because there's there's room for interpretation. You know, So it's like, okay, this person who's very, very credible and very smart thinks it's it, it's it reads this way. And then there's someone who's equally as intelligent who says, no, it reads this way. So it's definitely up for debate. This should be interesting. This is where like the Supreme Court really comes into play and nominations are key because whoever's no. sitting on the court is going to determine no, the fate no, of this. No,
1: no question. But if you are a believer in the status quo, then you actually want originalists on the court because – The original interpretation of the Constitution, you have to remember the founders, many of which were not born in the United States, but they had moved to the United States and made it their land and eventually made it their nation, uh, believed in the whole birthright concept. And, And moreover, if you think about the idea of liberty... And you think about the concept of America and what's so wonderful about America that people have to remember is that we can attract people from all over the world. So we have a seven billion person supply of human capital to bring to the United States in five short years. You can be in a Chinese American, you can be an Italian American, but you cannot do that. Uh, by going to China, you can't mm-hmm. be an American no, Chinese. No, it's
2: never reverse. Like they be American, don't. It's so, not the same sort of yeah, evolution. Not a, the same sort there's of. There's a acceptance. blood. There's a
1: blood concept. There's an or or mia blood concept mm-hmm. to their citizenship, but in the United States, it's an idea. It's a safe haven. It was a land for religious protection. It was a land for freedom of expression. But at some
2: point, we do need to somehow manage it. It's a managing thing, you know, because Trump always says, if we don't have borders, we don't have a country. And I I understand what he's saying. So we're the land of acceptance and the land of, you know, um, empathy and heart, but you can't do that for everybody, or, or else it, you don't have a country anymore. I'll use oh. the word
0: anchor, baby. Excuse me. I'll use the word anchor, baby.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, he he says that in that I mean, context, those, because those he, con- those, those he feels that like the system is being make people manipulative. feel
2: badly. You know, when, yeah. when you start using those catchphrases, and um, those kinds of things. And he's married to somebody who her parents, uh, they recently got citizenship. So that's chain... Uh, what do you call it? Chain immigration. Chain immigration. But, 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 I mean, but
1: listen, I mean, here's the point. You're asking me a question. It's interesting because we're on the plane coming out in preparation for the co- podcast. I turn to you. I say, what do you think? And you're like, well, I see the president's point. I'm thinking here as a person that's read the Constitution, took constitutional law, and you know you—I'm a little bit of a nerd. read a lot about <laughs> the Constitution. A little I'm bit thinking, of a nerd. I'm thinking, More hey, than a little this bit. is the wrong way to go. We have to figure out a different— way to do this if the president is basically saying that someone's manipulating the system let's come up with a way to prevent them from manipulating the system having said that um, i want people that are born in the united states to be endowed with the rights of the united states and the idea more important than anything else is the idea of the united states Uh, lincoln called it the last best hope for mankind for a reason he understood that while we were flawed and he was dealing with slavery he understood that we were a land of progress and we were a land that could make things go better for other people and so but well, let's transition to the caravan because I think this is an interesting point I feel like we're being so you, humdrum Okay well you 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 made this point Well let's
2: talk about the fact that we flew here this morning right Yeah and then we're flying home for Halloween because our kids are, like, waiting in their Incredibles costume. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, no, that's, you're, uh, you're,
1: you're, you're, you're a little so four-year-old four I'm year glad old this Nick.
2: isn't a TV show. No,
1: your little four-year-old Nick is saying to himself, you know, I may be the Incredible Dash. I may be the, uh, oh, the right. cat he's guy like, from PJ no, Masks.
2: He's asking us last night, who's who's faster? This is going to determine who he's going to be for Halloween. Who's faster? um Dash? Cat Boy from right. PJ Masks. Right or Dash from The Incredibles, and he's going through this whole set of rationale about why he should be Catboy, you know? So and so
1: what do you think he's going to be? Because I have him I as Catboy. I think he's going to go with Catboy. Yeah, 100% yeah. Catboy at this point.
2: Yep, yeah. and uh, everyone listening to this probably knows Unless I can bribe him Catboy with is. some
1: kind of toys or something like that. So, well, whatever, just,
2: you and I are going to be The incredible. Now that
1: we're just like ridiculously he, off politics, we're saying. let me mm-hmm. just explain to you our different parroting styles. I believe in bribery. And threatening. <laughs> and, and Deirdre obviously doesn't believe in that. She's read some parenting books.
2: Yeah. Well, we'll see how our kids turn out. We'll, hey, hopefully we're still doing um, this podcast in 15 years, and I'll let you know if they're absolute tyrants or they're actually good if,
1: people. If we're doing this podcast <laughs> in 15 years, I'm going from 5'8 to 4'11". <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, I'll be going as Yoda at that Halloween oh party. Oh my god! 15 you won't even have to now, dress okay? up. You'll I've have full have, have my little gray cane.
2: skin and like wiry hairs and, coming out.
1: And and for embarrassing myself even further, there are very sharp copper wires coming out of my ears right, right now. At no, my age.
2: not at this point in your life. It's, it's bad. But it's then, bad. and you know what? I will be like. Has be like Svelte and like Wonder Woman. Yeah,
1: yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Take, give it to me. Give it right. to me. All right. So now, I, I want to abrupt segue because that's what we love well, to I do mean, on this. Well, I
2: mean, also. The Megan, I have been thinking so much about this Megan Kelly uh <laughs> commentary firing debacle.
1: So, so, what do you think?
2: I think that we have taken it to a whole new level of hypersensitivity. It's
1: crazy, right? Yeah, can't say anything.
2: Because I honest, people are going to go nuts on us right now, or nuts right. on me. But I honestly think she was just talking about back in the day, and she was saying, like, I remember my brother, I don't know, I was like five. So he's seven years older than me. He was like 12.
1: Be careful. The podcast is doing, like, very well. No, I know. no, no. If you, if this you, is not throw, anything. If you throw a micro out there right now, all of a sudden we're blown, we'll, we're we'll, blown we'll, from we the podcast any, universe. any theory. listeners.
2: No. So he, no. I was five. He was I don't 12. want you to
1: tone it down. Tone it up.
2: All right, I was As the a president jet.
1: says, I'm not toning no, down my I'm not rhetoric. I'm toning
2: it up. That he says. Toning it that up. He's okay, doing. Tone it
1: up. Okay, say it. Megyn Kelly no, should have anything. been fired or not.
2: Okay, I'm telling a story. Go ahead. Focus. So I was the jack-in-the-box. My dad was very crafty, so he made me the jack-in-the-box, and I looked so cute so cute I wish we had pictures to show but my brother was 12 and he's obviously a white dude from you know the suburbs and he was obsessed with Michael Jackson obsessed so much so that when I broke my leg that same year he signed my cast Michael Jackson he was like living in an alternate universe you know so he was Michael Jackson that Halloween but he didn't he didn't color his skin. He just wore like a glittery glove and glittery socks and that whole thing. So
1: if he colored his skin, that would have been a no-no?
2: Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like back in the day, if he did that and he was 12 and, you know, it's 1986 or something like that, he was trying he was a f- humongous fan of the guy. He wasn't saying anything or doing anything negative right. or nefarious. He was like loving right, the let guy. Me ask you this. It's so a she question. I think she, she was just saying that she did that, that back she in the got day f-
1: different reason. Like I didn't get fired well, for I, think I didn't that get she, fired for the phone call. It got blamed on the phone call. I got fired because of the hierarchy and you know it was time for me to go cuz I couldn't there was no
2: way no, my No, I think she got fired because she has a 69 mi- Okay, unless you're literally saving lives and you're doing open heart or brain surgery on young children every day throughout the globe, who the heck is getting paid $69 million to do anything? To talk for an hour on NBC in the morning? That's ridiculous. A lot of
1: people get paid a lot of money. But that
2: is what's wrong with this world. Who the heck is getting paid? Just, I was just asking about Megyn Kelly. We
1: just, we're now making this whole big statement about the world.
2: I'm just saying, like, okay, but- Matt Lauer, you know, that might have been a reason they found all this stuff to try to use against him. Megyn Kelly, those are ludicrous numbers to be paying someone to, get, to okay, talk about fluff the, on NBC about the at 10 a.m. for an hour.
1: Let's say I say something, I tweet something inappropriate. I am Roseanne Barr. Let's say I say something inappropriate on this podcast, or I do a mountain on that. It could happen. It So then, boom, you're dead. Done, I don't think
2: that should be life okay, over. That should not be. Okay. So because why is
1: it going to that we're, extreme? We're so we're
2: fallible. We're humans. People say things. People do things. People are uh, are so ridiculously sensitive. The, everybody the, needs the, to stop. The,
1: the men listening to this podcast knows that she's talking over me right now, which is totally fine. But like, let me just ask you this:
2: You talk Why? over everybody.
1: Why is it? I don't so... even
2: know. Like half the time I hear you on the phone with people, I always say to him, "Let them talk. Let them talk." I'm whispering underneath my breath because he's just pile driving over the person. I'm like, you "Who know, the hell is going to you know, talk to this you know, guy you know what, again?" You know it's absurd? He doesn't right even now. hear one he's thing they're saying. Give people some
1: corporate advice. If you're going to hire your Wife's best friend to be your assistant. At points in your life, it's going to be two-on-one, okay? We have the assistant right here, live in the in the recording booth right now, shaking her head, egging <laughs> the other blonde no, on. No, she just Ager, knows Ager, Ager you and ahead, knows that you talk over Sammy, everybody. go ahead. Egg on. Egg her on. But you're not even listening. Let me ask you the question. Are we going to stop with the... Capital and we professional punishment need for to. microaggressions. We
2: need to. It's not I even get fun sexual to live. Well, got that. that's different. I get that, but it's not even fun to live anymore. You I just can't even a talk. I
1: can't. I'm done.
2: No, that should okay. not. This world is not even fun to live in anymore because you can't say anything. I got a notice from our from Nick's school that said, "Don't wear this. Don't wear that. Don't wear Moana. Don't wear like. Come on, like." Moana? M- 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 he Mo- loves that movie. So if he wanted to be Maui from Moana, he can't be Maui from Moana because who is that offending?
1: Because it's racist to be Maui, Mo- though? He no, likes the
2: movie Moana. I don't know. I'm just saying everybody is so over the top. It's so crazy. I don't know how it started, when it started, why it started, where it started, but I hope at some point it ends. You, you, I do. You, and so uh, me, I think Megyn me, Kelly, me, I don't Let me know. ask you
1: this, and please tweet at Mooch and the Mrs... Who do you think gets blown off the air first, the mooch due to microaggressions or the misses? <laughs> Who do you think gets crushed from the air? I don't know. Flattened it could like be a me. pancake. It could be me. So I, I maintain that it's going to be hard to knock my you-know-what. Hard. It's going to be very hard to knock me out because I'm so ridiculous anyways. At this point, the brand is part of that. It's like right. ridiculous. The bar is really
2: low on the mooch. Oh, my God. But, oh, my God. Like, by the way, we just ate these tea cakes in the other room. Lorraine jumping. from KNX brought them in for us. 1,000 calories apiece. And jumping. Anthony's assistant my, and my friend, my dearie Sammy, just texted me that she has icing on her sweatshirt because we ate 15 of them. Okay, before I have icing
1: in. on my nose and I have my blood sugars at 350. Could you please call like a diabetic <laughs> uh, endocrinologist? Uh, Go to the midterms, girl. What's going to happen in the midterms? Oh, I'm just
2: hoping that they'll be over soon.
0: But I what can't do you deal happens? with them
2: anymore. Honestly, I don't. I don't necessarily follow these local or state by state races. I'm not that big into politics, as everybody knows. So I'm just hoping that the the best man or woman wins for each of those places. So, so let me ask
1: you this: Though it's October, there's always an October surprise before an election. Well, we've had You've ten got, yeah, of them this so week. I are mean, they the contrived? synagogue
2: shoot—no, they're just the contrived. 27/0. There was a shooting in a synagogue.
1: Oh, well, that's definitely there's- not contrived. The pipe bombs? The pipe
2: bombs are not contrived. The
1: madman said, hey, it's before the election. Let me drop the pipe bombs before the election.
2: Well, maybe, but he wasn't conspiring with anybody to do that. That might have been his own, you know...
1: Okay, so you think it's coincidental? I do. Okay.
2: This is a really strange place we're living in. Who
1: Who wins the midterms?
2: There'll probably be something else, mark my words, before Tuesday.
1: Hillary running for president? It's 2020. She said she's desperate to run the race but she doesn't high. want
2: to go through the <laughs>
1: oh. oh god that's oh. like a Halloween oh. that's very
2: appropriate for Halloween <laughs> oh, oh, oh.
1: could you play that again please just for poor <laughs> Hill oh god no I right, think that she, she doesn't again? want to
2: go through the meat grinder of the of the campaigning and the running but I think she if she could just be like ejected into the presidency she would do that okay,
1: there's five million people that would want that no you know, not no. me Okay, not you, but I mean, I'm just telling you, there's people that would want that. Not me. I know you're looking would, at me. He would, would. Get the he hell would. out of here. Ma- he would, he would. Could you imagine? Get the hell out of here. Okay, so no, let's, go let's go back. No, I can't. Let's go back. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? Okay, oh, there'd no. be a lot of F-bombs flying from the Oval Office. I'd be and ups- People be upset with me. Yeah. But Hillary's running, yes or no? I think so. She's running. Okay, so we said well, it here. She just seems to
2: keep popping up everywhere. We said
1: so. it here on Mooch in the Misses. She's
2: currently pressing her pants yes, as we speak. Yeah,
1: yes, she is running. There's no question about it. She's testing the water. She's got a big donor base. She made some mistakes last time. She thinks she is the candidate to take on Donald J. Trump. She said there's she a lot got, of
2: work to do because she thinks she has to fix all of his, yeah, everything he and, messed and,
1: up. And she got three million more votes than him. Mm-hmm. And so she thinks she's the best candidate. And I'm telling you right now, Mooch and the misses pre pre-Halloween. 10,
2: 30, It's going to be scary
1: for a lot of people. But let me tell you something. I think she's running.
2: All right. Well, what else? Let's see. Do we have any tweets from our uh, First wild followers. Peeps? Let's see. Okay, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Okay, so people want to know what we think about this whole um, National Candy Corn Day. I think I think candy corns are disgusting. I'm
1: I'm in love with candy corn. Okay, (laughs) this is this is why we're totally different. Right? We are so different. It's so weird. Totally I can't which is stand why you're incredibly sexually attracted to me. Let's just oh face, my let's just face the music right here.
2: Who would want to know that?
1: Well, no, people already know that. They could just tell the oh, element, you're not attracted to me. The, I'm ridiculously attracted to you. But they, yeah. oh, duh. I, don't know
2: what I, said. Oh, I hope no one <laughs> from remember. my family is listening to this. <laughs> you listen to this
1: guy. <laughs> You see, Neil Neil fires in Trump with the whole wiggle thing that he Mm -hmm. does. I mean, and by the
2: way, way, all you
1: liberals out there that are loving on my wife, I got to just let you know that she watched... The president as a candidate. Well, the whole, oh, I don't I don't remember. She watched it four thousand times okay. uh, because
2: I couldn't believe how um, insane he was acting. Okay, that's I why. just
1: letting you know she watched it four thousand times. Anyway, so what was we're going What was the question? No,
2: that's it. I'm just saying it's National Candy Corn Day. I'm not a fan of candy corns, but we did have five million tea cakes, and now we're gonna head out of here. We're going to um, book Anthony's party. book party for Trump, the Blue Collar President, and we're flying home tonight back to our family, back to our kids to celebrate. Halloween tomorrow so I hope everybody has a safe and happy Halloween eat lots of candy and we'll see you back in New York next week but in the meantime follow us on Instagram and Twitter send us your um, comments and if you're in Northvale New Jersey this Saturday come see us at Anthony's book signing
1: or book review we're going to be at book review Oh, on Huntington. Sunday on S- Huntington, in Huntington New York Huntington. or Hauntington
2: Hauntington
1: you Hauntington know it's New Halloween York, weekend but be civil keep it nice and you can disagree and still spread love each spread the love other. people Amen.